This is the DJ Party of One podcast. This is your host, CO45. And if you are a Prince fan, I'm sure you have seen Under Cherry Moon. So there's a scene. He's sitting at the table, right? And he is asking this question to this woman that he is involved with. And he's sitting there with her. And it is also Jerome Jellybean that is um, sitting there as well. And he holds up this sign after, but before he asks the question of, so where do you go when you want to get a Sam Cooke album? And she's trying to read it. Yeah, before he asks the question, he's holding up the words, Recosto. And that's the way she's reading it. She's looking at it and trying to figure out um, what, how, how do you say Recosto? And that's when he asks, where do you go when you want to buy a Sam Cooke album? Recosto. Recosto. So it's, it's just like she's looking at it and she's trying to really, you know, is is that how it's pronounced? Is that what we're saying here? So, Under the Cherry Moon, Prince, um, go check that out if you haven't seen it. it. It's not Purple Rain. It's definitely not that. But for Prince fans, it still ends up being like a favorite. It's, it's in black and white. It, it's in the 80s, which makes it perfect for, I got to go find that, um, when I do the artwork for this episode, that that's probably definitely going to be on there. If something else is on there, I, I may have changed my mind at the last minute. But yeah, Ruckus Stowe, even though <laughs> I've never <laughs> pronounced it, I don't think that that hard. <laughs> but but yeah, I could get the joke. I, I, I love that part of the movie. The most memorable part. Well, I mean, aside from Christopher Tracy dying course um sorry spoiler alert for those that haven't seen it but <laughs> yeah it's a very memorable part of the movie so check that out if you haven't seen it but yeah the record store in the 80s um i want to pause here for a moment to just say that we are in hollywood writer strike i, I gotta because I'm, I'm connecting some dots here the writer's strike that was already happening and now we have the actors sag they decided um what is that screen actors guild i think that is it i'm not going to even look it up if i am wrong that sounds right so i'm going with that for this episode but yeah screen screen actors guild i'm saying it almost like a, i'm i'm just certain that's right I'm just going to go back to SAG. SAG, the actors, they are on strike. And the writers were already on strike. So there's all this that's going on in this age of streaming apps. And I've heard, you know, stuff like actors being able to get 100000 per episode. But then they have no residual type stuff The 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 work is owned 
by these streaming platforms, your Netflix, your HBO Max, but they just call themselves Max now, which I hate because there's a Max Credit Union. And guess what their app is called? It's just Max 2. I, I don't like that. Um, stop fooling around, HBO. But all of these different platforms that are trying to get these shows, even Tubi is making originals. My God. Um, everybody's trying to get that um, ad revenue. And that's becoming the thing that's got so many of these actors in a real bind because these things could stream forever, for years. We're past the point of the CDs or DVDs being bought after a box set is created after a show ends. We're past the point of really a lot of people have cut the cable. I know there are still people that have cable. I don't, yeah, I don't really closely know any because everybody's doing this a la carte thing. They're paying for apps. They're casting stuff from their phones. Um, so yeah, I know Nickelodeon is still out there probably doing a Nick at night and they're running their sitcoms and stuff like that. And that's how a lot of people used to catch them. There were still commercials involved in that. I don't know all the underlying things with that, but I'm just saying, I feel like the actors and the writers for entertainment, television, movies, shows, I think they're coming to the same reckoning that people in the music industry have already found themselves that people in music need to do a strike. They really do. I, I don't I don't know what what this streaming platform Snoop he touched on it. How can you get a billion streams and not that not add up to a million dollars? He was saying, you know, it doesn't make sense. I am with him. I think his voice was heard more because he's clearly more visible. People thought Indiari was crazy when she was, you know, talking about how um, Spotify was was getting so much money, um, making so much, but the artists were getting paid pennies. I've heard Neo on Questlove's um, Love Supreme podcast, and he was talking about how you know, it's it's just a different game today. And I, I know that he is correct because so much of this is free that it just it makes it hard for the artists to really make what they would deserve to make, which takes me. I know that was a long way to go to connect the dots, but I'm saying in the 80s at the record store, <laughs> um. I never bought a Sam Cooke album there, but I can really, really appreciate that time frame of my life because right now there are people buying vinyl and, you know, shout out to those. I definitely go into that more in the B-side episode, but they didn't have to compete in the 80s against the internet. That's what's the the biggest the biggest thing when you went to a record store you were going because that was the only place to get records you weren't hey let me go on amazon and order this if you didn't go to a record store no you had to go to the record store to get it that's 
That's how it worked. You had you had to go there. I mean, yeah, you could go to some other places, Kmart, maybe sold stuff like that. I don't really remember that. I don't remember buying. I did buy my first album. Yeah, that that album did come from something that was not a record store. So it wasn't Kmart, though. But yeah, the record store was just going to give you more. You had the, the posters of your favorite artists. You had the magazines. I've already did an episode of um, Black Music Magazines. Check that out if you haven't. I don't know what you're waiting for. Check that episode out. But don't stop this one. Check it out after you finish this one. But yeah, those episodes were big. What I'm saying? episode. Those record stores were big. They were big chains. And the ones I remember in the malls, um, Musicland eventually gets replaced by Sam Goody. And we at one point have a FYE. And there was also one that was detached from a um, coconut. Yeah, that that was another one. Um, And we had the local record shops to fill in the gaps as well so all of that was going on with the and blockbuster blockbuster music at one time but i will get into those later because the dynamics of the record store starts to change as we grow and get older and i become a teenager um cds come on the market used cds become a thing that are sold in record stores so yeah it, 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 it changes. It evolves a lot. But I knew when I was young, I'm sure I didn't get as much time as I would have liked in a record store environment. I had to go in there with someone. Someone had to be in there with me. And I would get to look around maybe a little bit. And it was probably like a little quick hurry up. Like, all right, you found what you're going to buy? Or I probably already had like a pre-planned um, ideal in my mind of what I wanted to get. I came in there looking for that. As a teenager, I was a little bit more free to explore. My aunt would kind of just, that was my whole thing. I'm riding to the mall with her to get something. It's going to be music. Yeah, you shop your clothes, your whatever. You, you just, I'm in, I'm in the record store here. You just come back and get me when you're done because I, I got stuff to look at in here. There are magazines. There's just there's just so much. The magazines were, were very cool because, yeah, I could read and flip through them. So probably there will be more that I would touch on with the record store when I, I have more intact of those memories. But I'm just saying there was something about. Oh, and there was also another place called Turtle. I never went to that. I know my aunt's husband went there regularly and he seemed like he was getting pretty good deals on the records that he was getting the albums because I remember him bringing home some of that and he was still, this is a little thing that he would do. Like you open up like that, that little slit right in there where the album comes out, but he would keep the plastic on the rest. So it would still be looking kind of sort of like it's a new album. And I kind of sort of followed suit for some of my stuff, and I did that as well. But for me, I would be so excited most of the time. And you could tell by most of the time I, I'm subdued in a podcast almost. I'm I'm talking slow, but 
I have so much, so many fun memories. I'm just trying to get it all out fast as I can. And so I need to slow down. If, you, if, you, if you're, if you, if I'm going too fast for you, just, just like slow down. Okay. Nobody has said anything. So I guess I will keep going at this pace, but, but yeah, I would be so excited to get these albums, to get these 45s, to get these cassettes. I would just take that plastic right off and I would smell it. You know, the cassettes got that new cassette smell, like a new car smell. Um, but yeah, the anticipation, that is what is missing. With streaming services, there's so much stuff to watch, so much stuff to see, so much stuff to listen to. Same thing goes with music, so much to see. And it's there, it's in our homes, and we didn't have to bring it into our homes. So that's what took away, to me, the the whole feel of where we are now, where everything is just kind of sort of taken for granted. Because no money is spent on the stuff. You can get recommendations. You can have a playlist that starts on Pandora, Amazon Music, Spotify, whatever. And it will just start making recommendations to you. You had to go and do some crate dig and do the work. Sometimes maybe at a local store you had someone that was telling you about something that sounded similar to something that you were buying. So you had a chance to expand your horizons but now that's not really the case and you also had to have confidence in an artist when you invested that type of time into the artist you were investing money into the artist not just the concerts but now you're trying to buy this album and you're going to listen to it more than once because if you don't like the songs at first you're hoping second third listen this is going to grow on me. I'm thinking that I'm going to see this album in a different way on another listening. And I'm going to do another listening because I have just spent money on this. I anticipated going to get it. I made the trip. I went to get it. I anticipated on listening to it when I got back home. I did that. I need to listen again if I'm not just fully thrilled by this project because again, I have spent money on it. Have you ever bought food and <laughs> and it's not, you don't love it, but you've got so much of it that the only choice is to throw it away or eat it. And you think about throwing it away, but then you think about the amount of money you spent. So you give it another go. You give it another go and you, <laughs> you get rid of it um, by eating it. Not by throwing it away. In most cases, that's, you know, and people weren't throwing away albums. They weren't throwing away cassettes. Now, I recorded over a couple. I will say that. But the album, it's just there. It's that wax. You, there's nothing you can do with it. Maybe you can give it to a friend, cousin, family member or something. But, yeah, once you spent that money, you spent that money. So you were trying to definitely get all that you could out of it. You were going to embrace it more. Now we have access to so much stuff that we listen to a song. You might listen to this podcast. 15, I'll, I'll come back to that. You know, you, you start something up and you, you might not like it right off. And you dismiss it instantly because there are a thousand other things that you can listen to. In this day and age... 
I really think that that has spoiled us in a tremendous way. I know I've said it through other podcasts. I'm sorry. Deal with it. It has. It has because the the anticipation just isn't there. Um, so I, I appreciate coming up in that era, even though we didn't have access to as much music um, as we would have now. And I appreciated the record store, the the brick and mortar of it all inside of the malls, inside of um, um, outlets. You just had like so many aspects of music and they also had DVDs to you um, at, in the 90s. Um, you were definitely going to find yeah, the VHS in the 80s. You find Under the Cherry Moon in there. You find Purple Rain inside of these stores because they were popular. These were popular staples um, in in the movie industry that also had the appeal to music lovers because of the soundtracks that were associated with these things. So they were out there. And the great thing about it is like, I don't think that I was really just going to a record store on a Tuesday. Saturdays would be my thing with my aunt where I would make that journey to the record stores. But so it came out on Tuesday and I know I wasn't going to be able to get there before Saturday. So there would be like all of this anticipation in the air. It's out there. But you know what? Sometimes. I know this sounds crazy when I say it, because if Janet Jackson goes and she makes a new song right now, if Sade comes out of hiding retirement, it's not retirement, but she didn't say it was retirement. But it feels like retirement to me because I can't remember Um, Soldier of Love. Was that the last one? Um, I'm getting beside the point. But if these artists come out with new songs, and you want to hear that song over and over. If you're willing to sit through some ads or if you have a premium YouTube music account, whatever, Spotify, you can listen as many times as you want. You don't have to worry about this little concept that I'm about to mention here. And it seems almost foreign to me, but it came to my mind this morning, hours before I did the podcast. So I, I really just I had to stop and really think about this. You could go to a store and ask for an album, and it would be sold out at that location. And that's, that blows my mind right now because, like, what? <laughs> there's, there's never a time where you want to hear a song or hear a whole album, and you don't have the ability to do it for free. Did you hear what I just said? You don't have the problem of things being sold out if you just wanted to listen to it and have access to it. You can put it in your playlist. It's never, never not going to be available when it is released. It's available instantly. As a matter of fact, the artists, I don't know if they're trying to get like 
you know, revenue, nickels, dimes, whatever YouTube is paying them. I'm sure they are because when the album drops and then they get, I remember her, H-E-R, when her album dropped and then I did go and I, I listened to it on YouTube and I remember that like when the ads were in there and, and this is smart, this is the ingenious of her. A lot of the ads were Old Navy ads with her in those ads. So I don't know, there's like a double revenue type thing where you got the ads playing, but you also have the woman that is the recording artist inside of the ads with not YouTube. But this is Old Navy, so this is another company altogether. She's, so she's promoting her own commercials with Old Navy inside of the YouTube advertising platform. Um, so I hope, you know, that there was a good deal. I hope some, some money was exchanged hands between those, um, that corporation and her. But, but yeah, you would go sometimes to a place and they just... They wouldn't have it. We're all out. We're sold out. What? And this is where the local record stores come in. And and it was valuable because they may not have, they may have something that is not available at your chain record stores in the malls. Yeah. They, they weren't going to keep a lot of Stuff that was ambiguous and um, maybe not selling a whole lot. But yeah, if there was a hot song that was out there and maybe that album was sold out on a chain store in that day, you might be able to go to another place, local record spot, and you're going to spend a lot more for it. But you would have it if you wanted it. So yeah, that that's... That concept alone blows my mind that something could be sold out. You could go to another record chain. You might have to go to another mall. You might have to go to the other side of town. But do you see the picture that I'm painting here? A person wanting an album has to get in their car, go drive, and then also choose between, should I get Babyface? Should I get Luther? Should I get Freddie Jackson? Should I get... Melissa Morgan? Should I get Aretha Franklin? Should I get Patti LaBelle? Should I get Public Enemy? Should I get Ice Cube? Should I get Schooly D? Should I get Coogee Rap? Eric B and Rakim? What am I going to pick? Because I only have limited funds here and I can only pick one today. What am I going to get? Is it going to be the guy debut album? Or am I going to go with this second Babyface album? What am I going to pick? Also, another dilemma that we don't have because we can listen to it all over and over again for free. And this is what I keep going back to and talking about with the um, the writers and the actors that are on strike now and talking about the money that they don't get for. Uh, yeah, it's going to probably get worse if, if they don't go into um, some type of negotiations because these apps are popping up and they're getting access to shows that are not even 
HBO has Abbott, which to me, that's the only thing that I even cared about when it came to the I thought about it later, because initially with the writers and the actors on strike, I hope they I hope everybody gets what they feel that they deserve. But there are so many shows out there that honestly, initially, I was just sort of like, oh, well, that's their problem. It's not mine. Um, I'm I'm. I have so many shows in my playlist, I don't even have time to watch the stuff that I got in the playlist. So, yeah, let them take some time and work it out. They're putting out some junk, rebooting everything anyway. Let them take some time off to all come to the table and get some stuff in order. But then I realized there is one show that I do like, and I I realize it's going to be delayed because of this Freaking writer strike. Abbott. Abbott Elementary. So, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, no. The actors are on strike. That That's when it hit me. After something that I wanted to see. That I'm looking forward to in the fall. Because school starts up in a couple of weeks. We Hey, I hope they got some episodes in place already, man. I'm, yeah, I, ju- I just thought of that. I just, yeah, school school is right around the corner. But to go back to the music, the record stores, yeah, the the points that I'm emphasizing, two main points as I'm about to close out on these record stores, is that one, there was a time where you had to go other places because a record of an album a cassette they may not have anymore especially if you were doing what i was doing which is getting to a record store five days after the album <clears throat> has dropped excuse me um if you were waiting that long yeah of course if it's hot it could be sold out now, on the other side of that, the the process of having to choose one, we don't have that as a problem now. We got too many. Everybody's throwing their demo in our face, especially now social media has made it even more so that you don't have to have a deal with a major record label. You're just out there. You're doing your thing. You're tweeting you're Instagramming, you're spilling. I wonder is that going to take off? I, I, you're threading. I wonder is that going to take off? I haven't checked that out either. Um, but yeah, you're doing other stuff and you're trying to put your name out there. You're trying to put your face out there. You're trying to get on these streaming platforms that are paying pennies. You don't even have anything that's a, a, an album that to be printed that can be picked up. Because you're trying to just get into the flow of what's currently happening in the current state of music. So, so yeah, um, the excitement of getting the album, bringing it back home, and, and listening to that one album several times because you want it to grow on you if it hasn't on the first listen. Because you spent that money on it. It was the driving force. You were working hard so you could be entertained. And part of that entertainment was the music that you were purchasing. Now it's in our home so freely. So freely, in in fact, that 
I don't have access to a local record store. I don't have record stores in the malls or the outlets that in the area where I live. It's not even a thing. I, I would have to order something online if I wanted to get vinyl. But no, I, I, I'm tripping. Walmart does have vinyl. They do. But it's not a record store. It's a store that has everything. It's not the same. They have a limited selection, um, like the local record stores, that, that they sell what's popular. They sell what's going to sell um, based on their charts and, and things of that nature. So you don't have a lot of digging in the crate type feeling type moments. You don't have all the, the posters and the other um, aspects like the movies. Um, the black music magazines, and they had more than black music magazines in the mall. I'm not minimalizing. Um, Rolling Stone was there and whatever else, Billboard magazine, all that stuff was there. My focus, my attention in the 80s as a kid was definitely on the black magazines. Your Word Up, your Black Beat, your Fresh. That stuff was of interest to me. Your Double XL. Um, eventually, I don't know how long that had been around the source, definitely. Um, but those were the things that I had my focus on when it came to the music store itself. It was an experience going in there, being able to see what was new, being able to see the posters around, the music is playing. It was just an experience. It was something to do and go to and enjoy, even if you didn't buy anything that day. Um, that was rare for me though, because I had my money ready. I was, like Denzel said, I, I'm leaving with something. You better believe it. I, I was leaving with something, uh, even if it was just a cassette single. I, I had my fair share of those, or 45, because they were cheap. You know, you get those dollar ninety nine or something like that. Um, so I was always gonna be leaving with something, even if I didn't have money for a whole album. Maybe I'm getting three cassette singles and I am eventually going to make a mix. You know, I'm, I'm getting more bang for my buck. So, so yeah, I miss the record stores. I really do. Um, I miss the whole mall concept because the malls and the areas that I'm in, they're, they're kind of fading to black as well. Only being held up and seem like run by people that are selling Knock off cologne and cheap jewelry. So God bless them. I, they're, they're trying to do a hustle. They're, they won't do that hustle with me, but they're, they're trying to do a hustle for someone. And someone is out there buying and patronizing. So God bless them. Even the food court and some of the, the ones that I, I've. Well, yeah, I, I won't even get into that right now. It's, it's too much. It's, it's just makes me grieve a little bit to see the childhood, the adulthood years, all that time that I spent enjoying that type of environment and it's just not there. I would kill to, um, well not kill, that that's extreme, but I would love to take my wife to record store and we just look around and hey, I had this when I was growing up, I had this because I know we always are are disagreeing about me. I would love to take my daughter to 
record store and, you know, have her to see albums, pick up stuff. I know stuff she likes, not stuff that I like. And the stuff that I like is not necessarily the stuff she likes. And that's a, a crime in my book that really, because I like some really good stuff. But still, it, it would be great to just be able to go in there and just like look around. But yeah, they're, they're not in my area anymore. So um, I hate that it, it has been the death of the record store, but it was fun while it lasted. I can say that it was fun while it lasted in the 80s and it got ramped up even more in the 90s. So you'll have to stay tuned future podcast where I continue to dive into record store madness, the changes of the record store and eventually the death of the record store. So, um, yeah, that's it. That, that, that's all my thoughts on that. If you are only listening to the free episodes, but if you are listening to B-Sides, there is a B-Side for this. So please check that out. Um, because if you are, sub- are a subscriber, you've already paid for that. Why not? Just keep doing what you're doing. Roll on over to the B-Side here. Because there's more to come where I talk about local record stores. Not the change, not the... Music Land and Sam Goody and the Blockbuster music and all that stuff that I've talked about here. But now, and that one, I want to roll into the um, local record stores. So, again, subscribers, check out that B-Side episode. Um, All the rest of my listeners, thank you for listening. I'm getting ahead of myself. Thank you for listening. Yes, I do know how to use words. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Um, please come back next week. New episode. I don't know what it is. I do know what it is, but you have to come back to see because I, yeah, you just got to come back. That's I'm, I'm holding you to it. Come back so you can find out what it is that we're talking about next week on the DJ for party one podcast. Until next time, this is your host CL 45 signing out. Hope you have a great day, great week.